Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you ever see something you're like, how far from the Lord's light have we actually diverted explain like sourdough donuts right mm. what's and I don't mind a donut they're fine there's a few too many of them do you know what I mean like just a normal ring donut please I Our, don't want to pay three euro yeah, yeah, a jammy one from Super Queen. I don't Grand. want to pay three euro. It's not something I want to do. Three fifty? No, no. A sourdough donut. You know, it's just it's fucking it's too much. Come on, get the yeah, get in the fucking bin. We've had enough of you. Hello and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. And I'm Carla. And this week we're going to be talking about cults. Oh, by the way, let's actually talk about a cult, our own little cult. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the first episode of the month and now is the best time financially for you to sign up to our Patreon. You get five extra episodes a month. Uh, We do little mini sales every Monday. Just have mm-hmm. a little bit of crack, little little few little subjects, a little bit of light heart crack, and then we got a special guest on every month to talk about the previous month's antics. So if you want first the price of two coffees, I would say. Uh, a coffee and a half. A coffee <laughs> and a half, yeah. It's quite cheap. It's the six euro thing. It's a month. And if you sign up now, you'll get access to all of those things we've been at it for about a year now um yeah and it's been absolutely fabulous just uh to let you guys know the next one that we'll be going live with this is just a example is i will be reading a text from guys i used to date <laughs> i'll be the guy she'll be carla i'll be me um and i went through it earlier and my stomach was churning oh god i have the screenshots i'll have to send them to you i there was yeah, a lot that i've seen them there was a lot that i was like that's too embarrassing i don't think i can do it don't think i can share that with anybody else but it's happening it's going to be happening it's going to be happening. Um, so yeah so just to let you in on that little nugget uh but in this episode we are going to be talking about cults mm-hmm. which uh mm-hmm. is a different world altogether so I mean, we'll do a bit, a bit of a wiki intro. So a cult, in modern English, a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual or philosophical beliefs or by its common interest in a particular personality, object or a goal. So you can have a cult about a person as well, which is something that yeah. I didn't know. I mean, you have cults in pop culture, don't you? Like yeah. cult classics and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just thought I I didn't like I didn't know that it would be about like a person in particular. I thought like you know like even like Charles Manson, obviously very famous kind of cult situation. I didn't know it would be about. I thought it was more it was like more about the family than it was about him. You know. Yeah, it is kind of, but yeah, it's well, he would have been like known as the guru, I suppose. Yeah, very of true. The, the cult, he was just the leader of it, but they weren't like all the women in it were obsessed with him. Yeah, mm. um, you know, there's obviously cults on many different things, uh, and me and Jen are going to be talking about three of our favorites today. Uh, but I, I also found a, a great subgenre was doomsday cults. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with people? A lot of them have that kind of thing in mind, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They have like they they do. There's always the, the cults. Like, and in two of mine, there's a. Uh, they kind of lead towards, oh, the world is going to end here, so we need to do this beforehand type of thing. Okay, I got you. Because they all are terrified that they're going to be going into the depths of hell. Which right. doesn't exist. Which could exist. <laughs> yeah, the 60s, 70s and 80s were a bit of a mad time for cults. Especially really in America. big. Really big. Why is that? Is it Woodstock? I feel like Woodstock always is like a point to start. <laughs> it's somewhere that we need to look to. And the LSD. Ah, I mean, yeah. it has a big place. It has a big part It would be the drugs, wouldn't it? It would be the drugs. It would be. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it would have. What's your force on anyway? Go for it. Oh, I'm starting, Emmy. You're starting. Come on. Ladies um, forced. Like our fucking gas. So, uh, my first one is NXIVM. Yeah, which is Nixa. What, 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 what is it pronounced again? Nixum. Nixum. Nixum, yeah. Nixum. 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 23 years old, this cult. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a sex cult, of course, in true Carla fashion. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, so what basically was, is it like it engaged in sex trafficking while also claiming to be like a marketing company? <laughs> yeah very good um but it was something that uh, a lot of hollywood always with the hollywood yeah it's the drugs carla yeah no yeah there's that yeah there is um the founder is a guy called keith uh renier renier or a-n-i-e-r um so he created consumers byline which was like a business venture uh and it was kind of accused of being a pyramid scheme we love a pyramid scheme yeah, there was yeah. a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, he was kind of... Uh, he was accused of having pyramid schemes and then he signed basically an order which he denied any wrongdoing. And then it just kind of grew legs, essentially. So it kind of was only claimed as a cult in the early 2000s, but it was only really busted, like properly busted in um, 2017, really. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely insane. So... Big sex cult kind of got its way into... See, the problem is with Hollywood is there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? How do you mean? Like, there's, a, there's always something a bit like... There's always like a Harvey Weinstein. And then obviously uh, Woody Allen. What happened with Woody Allen? He like married his daughter. It's really weird. Oh, his stepdaughter. Oh, man, there's just like... He's mar- he's still married to her now, so he was sixty two, um, and they were uh, twenty seven, or she was twenty seven, sorry, and he was sixty two, and there was just so much, so much weird shit went on there, like just bizarre, okay. yeah, absolutely bizarre. So I just feel like it always kind of comes back 
just Hollywood's just a bit of a it's a spot isn't it it's just a hub of all this kind of stuff I feel like they're always looking for the next high it is a mad shop and like we said there Charles Manson actually had a big like he had loads of uh, connections and not Hollywood but like the music industry and stuff he did he knew actors as well didn't he yeah he did yeah that's what I mean there's always so bizarre um but the whole idea behind the the cult anyway is essentially it was like you you entered the organization as and it was marketed as a set of like personal and professional development courses okay <laughs> which taught uh strategies for people to kind of overcome limiting their beliefs and their fears and their anxieties and reach your full potential in life right yeah yeah so Th- that sounds very um similar to spiritual teachings like yeah, so the whole idea was that you were going to rewire your brain to learn your man Ranier. I'm going to say Ranier. Ranier? Ranier. Um, and it was the ethical framework of human experience. Okay. Do you want to know how much cost him? Oh, how much? So the first course, which was a five-day intensive course, started at uh, $2,700, which was in 98, though. What? That's a lot. So back in 98, like, what would that have been? I don't know. I, I'm not even, I'll sound stupid if I say something, but we're going to say about six or seven grand. Yeah, like, I mean, it was enough to, to for a fucking course for some man that was going to teach you all the shite. And it was apparently a scientific technique, of course. Right. Of course. Um, But it was kind of, the way that he, the way he marketed it was like it was mind control. Oh, that he was going to do the work for yeah. it. Yeah, right. so he was going to break down your like your mind essentially um and and rewire you <laughs> oh jesus yeah yeah very good um of course they all thought that he was like the best thing in the entire world obviously um loads of people saying oh i overcame anxiety all my phobias like all that kind of crack people that had um ocd and all that other kind of stuff hmm. um you know the dalai lama even visited really oh yes. that just gives them notoriety doesn't it mm-hmm, exactly so which is funny because the dalai lama actually cancelled their first trip because they were a little bit like they were a bit concerned about it but then eventually went over in um in 2009 right yeah. so it had a 12 point mission statement it sounds very scientology-ish yeah it, I, it sounds like it's kind of legit but then you obviously it, like we found out later, it's a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. <laughs> um, so you read out the statement before each session began. Um, you know, one like point. Alcoholics per- Anonymous. Yeah, kind of thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, stuff like I will not choose to be a victim. I mean, th- my thing is with that. Is that not like a little bit like the secret kind of? No, my no. It's like it's like affirmations. That's what I mean. It sounds very similar to spiritual teachings now because any spiritual book you will read or kind of any gurus in that like anything that comes up on your your phone got to do with it. They do always kind of tend to say, "Oh, well, you need to break through the the limits that you have on yourself to become your best self." And it just it sounds very similar. But obviously, you have this chap who's like, it, it was a completely different thing altogether. Well, 
what he liked to do like essentially how he did it is that he used to like separate people for very long periods of time from like their families and kind of break them down that way so he'd really like hone in on you as a person so that you started to really believe it yeah you know um one one detail which i find absolutely disgusting is that like 17 hour days with your man um and you'd have to kiss him on the mouth when you met him uh yeah Imagine walking in. Don't like that. Yeah. Um, other members of the organisation, they'd all live together in a commune, you know, as you do. Um, as you do. And they'd organise like loads of different, there was loads of other um, enterprises that he had kind of going on to make money. Right. So they had like a fitness programme. Um, like they had uh, like a men's only programme, which was like Society of Protectors is what it was called. SOP, Society of Protectors. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, a good few people that used to like affluent people. Um, somebody who used to be in Smallville. I, I never watched that, but her name is Alison Mack. That name rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seagram, Eris, Sarah, and Claire Bronfman. They're former members of the cult. Right. Yeah. There you go. Um, but it was, it was just very nineties. Yeah. It. I don't know, like, there's always going to be a market for self-development, self-improvement, spiritual journeys, all that sort of stuff. And I did actually hear, and I don't know if it's anything got to do with this, I must look it up. Um, when I went on Instagram and I was after saying, oh, I was after listening to, it was The Power. So it was like the mm. next book on from The on. Secret, the audiobook. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's really good. I, I just find it, like, even if it is a lot of bollocks, it at least makes you feel better, at least gives you hope, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And a good few people recommended books back to me, but one of them recommended, or actually it was a few of them, recommended a podcast, and I can't remember what it was called. I must look it up like that. I don't know if it's that and got to do with this. But it was one of the, the fellas, one of the teachers that was on the secret documentary who had set something up and a couple of people died. Right. Set up like a self-development, I don't know whether it was a course, whether it was a a, a retreat or whatever it was. I don't know, something dodgy happened and a couple of people died. Was it an executive success programme by any chance? Could have been, I actually don't know. Could have been. Um, Yeah, so... It kind of, the weird thing about it is that there was a lot of complaints about it, but it took very, it took two decades to actually stop it and to really def, like de, defunct it, I suppose. Um, because people were coming out saying that they'd suffered hallucinations, hallucinations, psychotic episodes, uh, following some of their sessions, like, but for some reason, everybody kind of went along with this for at least two decades. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously this is a very you know me and Jenna have a one hour podcast to do a very broad overview if this sounds like a cult that you would be interested in doing <laughs> yeah have join up now <laughs> join up now there's lots of mad shit that went on mm. um, basically what, what took it down was that there was um, an actress who was a long decades long devoted member um, and she actually filed a complaint to the Department of Health after her initiation into one of their like sub organisations. Okay. Which was called Dominus Obs- Obsequus Sororium, which stands in for a Latin phrase roughly translated as Lord over the obedient female companions. Fucking hell. Yeah. 
So I'm just going to read um, a little excerpt from kind of what she was asked to do and what kind of brought it all down. So um, she wrote to the New York Times obviously about her experience. The initiation required Sarah to send naked photos of herself as collateral to her master, whom she was recruited by to be a slave and was com- and was completed with Sarah being blindfolded, held down naked on a massage table and instructed to say, Master, please brand me. It would be an honour. Oh, this was above the pelvic uh, bone type of thing. I remember hearing something about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So she was then branded uh, right near her pelvis. Um, The women that were in that subsection of the cult were required to be on call 24 hours a day. They'd be punished with starvation if they didn't respond to a text from their master within 60 seconds. Oh, God. And uh, several of them were assigned to have sex with Ranier as well. Rainier, okay. Rainier. I'm going to say Rainier. That's probably going to piss people off if they know more about this than me. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Rainier. Yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds like hell for the people that were in it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound fantastic. Um, he was finally charged with various crimes, including sex trafficking, forced labour, and pleaded not guilty, as they always do. That's what a sex slave would do. Mm-hmm. Um, that, <laughs> literally, that... Uh, actress that smallville actress uh they were um they were brought up as well for crimes including identity theft extortion forced labor sex trafficking money laundering wire fraud and obstruction of justice oh fuck yeah yeah yeah. yeah a lot of people kind of pled guilty to lesser charges um like racketeering like that kind of crack visa fraud a lot of fraud going on here big money maker big money maker yeah well it would want to get you into the cult world, wouldn't it? The amount of money. Because they do all seem to be very heavily funded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I they, just, yeah. I just find This is mad. another thing. They're never poor, are they? They're never poor. And the people who are willing to join them are always so devoted, like off the bat, that they'll go selling their gaps and give the leader of the cult all the money for it. Mm-hmm. It's mad, like. This is very Scientology. This is what I mean. Yeah. There is just a bang. I'm very worried that there's people out there willing to do that. Very like, obviously it's it it it's a longer process than what we're making it out to be. But it just seems like they're all too willing to give up the life that they have. Like you'd want to be in a shit place to just go ahead and join the cults and end your life. Essentially, as you know it. See, I think you just said it there, though, isn't it? It's it's very like desperate people. And not always desperate people, but it, it's very easy and very kind of influential when you're essentially given an out and being taken care of, especially for people who've never really had that kind of taken care of element in their life before. Yeah. And this way they get to kind of join a family, are part of something, are included, which can be another like big thing. Because there's a, a numerous amount of people that um like school shooters that have also kind of like either heavily researched cults or been in a cult. Yeah. And then like whenever you look at those kind of things, it's always that like excluded, you know, they want to be that kind of, there's always like a control element, um, good level of abuse thrown in there as well. But there is, there is people that are just very, easily kind of brought into it you know mm. it's terrifying isn't it do you know what i was thinking like would your man saw you know saw the movies mm. would that have been a cult because you know the way you had people working for him and all that other kind of crap it was very weird i 
I haven't, like, I know what Saw is, but I don't, I can't say I followed a storyline. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Very good storyline. Um, just a bit of good news. The uh, founder, uh, good old Keith Rannier, has been sentenced to 120 years in prison. So. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. grand, so. That's really good. And uh, HBO are also doing a series on it called The Vow. Right. Is that not already out? Or does other stuff called The Vow? There's other, like, The Vow is kind of, it's called The Vow NXIVM documentary. Oh, okay, right. Do you know, so. Um, and there's different parts to it or whatever, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, I think those are all the main points. I mean, a sex cult, but is it a sex cult? But I suppose it was a sex cult because of all the weird kind of shit going on, you know, in in the background. Um, but apparently your your man had some, had a history of uh, pedophilia as well, kind of thrown Mm. in there as well. I'd say there's an awful lot more happened than would be reported. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, my first one is called Heaven's Gate. Tell me more. And it's an alien-based one. Oh. Alien. Where's Adam O'Reilly when you need him? <laughs> alien-based one, right? So it was founded in 1974 and it ultimately ended in 1997. Right? Nice. So, so it's going to go good out. It was going to go out 23 years. It was founded by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. They were the founders. So Marshall, he was like... He's really smart. He works in a college and Bonnie Nettles worked in a hospital. And they, I suppose, collectively, they read, like, I think it was a King James uh, Bible. And then they had all these other biblical readings. And then he read a lot of science fiction. So they just collectively made up this belief that they had. And they were like, oh, this, like, sounds like that. And this is, this makes so much sense. So they their belief system was ultimately formed and they believed that the earth would be recycled i.e. destroyed before the year 2027 and the only way that their consciousness would survive would be to quote-unquote graduate to the next level oh no yeah so they initially they were uh they were told that their bodies would be oh sorry when they they Kind of, you know, they made up pamphlets and stuff. Like, you're talking about the 1970s here. So they, they were like, we need to find like-minded people and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. the more and more people joined, they were like... Like, rules were kind of changed and bent and their, release, their belief system was changed and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was like the, the group initially were told that their bodies would be picked up by a spacecraft <gasps> and that they'd go after a comic called The Hail Bop. And but then Nettle, she died, so she died of cancer. And then they changed their belief to to it. It's not going to be the body that gets. Oh, so it's the spirit, is it? By any chance, it's it's the consciousness. It's not uh, your body doesn't actually go. Your body does die, but it's your consciousness that graduates. We we changed Um, that, did we? So they changed that. Yeah, when Nettle died. Uh, so they changed they changed them quite a bit like there was new mm-hmm. rules and there was new terms and all this sort of stuff but um, in order to be eligible see this is what I was like this was a proper if you will geeky type of one because there was no real like this was all about the belief there was no abuse at all in the, well none that was reported anyway apart from obviously the brainwashing but it, like to be an el- to be eligible to graduate they had to go and cut all ties with the planet so their family 
friends, possessions, all that sort of stuff. So that's when they went off and sold all their shit and got the money for all their shit and then they invested it into the the group or their new family or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. So their beliefs stemmed from a mixture of the Bible, science fiction, oh. she, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, 80 people, this is at the beginning, 80 people, after the pamphlets went out, you know, like the founders were like, ooh, we need followers, all that sort of stuff. They simultaneously spoke about how they had, they felt like they were chosen as like witnesses in, in like witnesses that were so, spoken about in the Bible and stuff like that. And then later on, they all met up at a hotel in Waldeport in Oregon and they all went missing. So they kind of did, they just, they met up and then they left and then they weren't seen again. Oh. So <laughs> what happened was they went underground and they traveled ac- across the US with different aliases. Over the years, their membership grew and they were basically hippies doing loads of preaching out on the streets and stuff like that. Um, they eventually went back to, they started in San Francisco, which most of these cults started in San Francisco because it was all hippies at the time. It was all the LSD, it was the summer of love, all that sort of stuff was after happening. So they eventually settled down and they rented a gaff together paying 7k a month in cash. Right? So It's always like, money, Jen. It's always money. I can, the only stream of revenue i can see is by people joining and investing their oh, like the sale of their stuff no, it's so sad. um but they also said that they like they were software slash website developers so they used to actually mm. work as that so people would hire them for that as well um but there was no like sexual abuse around like that in fact like the sexual activity was actually against the rules and a few of the men, <laughs> a few of the men they were so like adamant that they didn't want to be like going against the rules that they voluntarily got castrated that you know like to really nail it down but there was there was one attempt so when they made the decision right i'm going to get castrated there's a former nurse in the cult and she tried it and he nearly died because it went horribly wrong so that caused that patient to nearly lose his life and it caused another one to leave but that's what makes me feel like this cult was like it wasn't actually too bad if you get me because people could leave do you know what I mean it was just like people were free to do what they want they weren't getting abused there was no sexuality involved like it was nothing like that do you know what I mean um cleaner if you will I mean, not by the end, but, like, when you hear how they ended up, you're 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 going to be like, like, okay, Jen. You're like, no, wait, no, wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that bad, okay. No, no, Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, somebody else left because, like, obviously that was, uh, like, a mad site. So, right, this is how kind of it ended in the end. They didn't, so the whole thing was that the world was going to end in 2027 and they needed to get their consciousness from planet Earth onto this spaceship, sorry, spaceship that was going to tail the comet Halibop and it was going to bring them to higher self. I love it, yeah. Right? So they need to leave Earth. So they didn't believe... They need to leave. Yeah, they didn't believe in suicide, like accidental death, death by violence, death by sickness, all that sort of stuff was grand, like a natural slash, like even if you were murdered that kind of death was fine but suicide wasn't but for some reason mass suicide was okay oh because it it was more of a 
ritual rather than just okay. a suicide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, they, yeah, they were, that was okay. So 39 of them took phenobarbital with applesauce and washed it down with vodka. But for good measure, they taped a plastic bag over their head as well. So they did it in groups so that once one person died, another would remove the bag and put them on their bed, like lying up, and put a purple cloth over their head and their chest to give them, quote-unquote, privacy. Um, oh. Yeah, it was very strange. And then there was two survivors that were never identified, so like they were the ones that like got the last people who died set up, like the way that they were looking at the end. But they all wore tracksuits and oh. Nike, Nike decade shoes as a uniform. So, like, there was a lot of comedy sketches and stuff like this, which is kind of, you'd never get it these days, but there was, a, like, Saturday Night Live did a sketch on them, so they were all wearing the night decades and the tracksuits and stuff like that, and they were talking about the aliens. Um, the shoes were subsequently discontinued after that, as you can imagine. Um, but there was two surviving members who, <clears throat> they run, they still have a website called Hell's, um, sorry, what's it called again? Jesus, what am I, Heaven's Gate, sorry, Hell's Gate, what am I talking about? But they run the website and they're, they kind of justify the mass suicides, but they still haven't been identified. But um, they, the leader and a couple of them, well, like all of them, the leader had done a videotape and it was called The Exit of Doe because him and the other one, the one that died were called Do and T, as in Do Re Mi Fa Tol, oh. you know, like that. And then they had like different kind of aliases throughout it, like they, they were weird. Um, but that was one, and he was talking, he was alluding to the mass suicide that was going to be happening in a few days. And then everybody else had like a farewell tape. And Louis Thoreau had gotten in touch with them um, mm. while he was doing his like his Weird Weekends documentary. And they got back to him and said, no, sorry, we have a lot more to focus on, so we can't. But they sent a copy of those tapes to the BBC. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh. Oddly enough. And then uh, the leader, he sent tapes out to other people who could then be like oh shit this is about to happen so they showed up at the house to see all of the dead bodies to deal with it so like they anonymously chipped off the police were going like uh sorry but there's a like there was a mass suicide in there or whatever um yeah so the, <laughs> sorry there was a mass suicide in there sorry very bad yeah this this is a and like they did it anonymously because like obviously they would have been part of the cult at one stage that's why the tapes were sent to them in the first place 
Um, this said the bodies were discovered and the police were chipped off. A lot of ex-members, though, after this, and it was all over the news and the media and stuff, they decided to take their lives afterwards. So, like, they weren't even in the cult at the time and they still decided to do it. Oh. Yeah, and then some people that weren't even involved in the group decided to follow suit as well. What the f- Why do people love, like, this is like this whole drinking the Kool-Aid thing all over again. Why do they love to just kill themselves? I don't know. You you must be really kind of attuned to thinking that this is it, like. Yeah. This is what, like, I know what you were saying there about, um, say, with your, the, the one that you were talking about there and these people, they... You know, they join these cults because they want inclusion and they want mm-hmm. to be feel a part of something or, you know, it might be something that they're... Comp- now, to be honest, like they're, like I was saying, there's still a market for self-development and spiritual journeys and all that. And there's always going to be somebody who will take advantage of that. So mm-hmm. That's obviously what happened in the case of the cult. You were talking, I can't, is it next, next, them, next them? um And I, like, there's a lot of people who still want to have spiritual journeys. So it's just going to keep happening and some people find it really hard they find it hard to meditate they find it hard to do all of the stuff that the spiritual community claim to be able to do so to have somebody basically say oh i'll rewire your brain for you that would be yeah no i get you like if someone's gonna literally be like i'm gonna give you i'll do it for you exactly that's that maybe they weren't just lonely people or whatever like they Mm -hmm. now to be honest, I'd have been turned off when I heard the fucking price of the first course or the fact that you had to kiss your man on the lips when you first... Like, that would have, you know, a bit, a few alarm bells would have gone off there for me now, personally. Mm-hmm. But this one, the fact that they were willing to kill themselves or the whole premise of them joining in the first place, they knew that, like, Doomsday was 2027. They were going to have to leave this earth well before that. Like, they knew they were dying going into this. Yeah. That's I know what you mean. particularly yeah. worrying. Yeah, I get you. I, I, yeah. I, when look, I don't. To I, die for the cause, like. I think you know when we're kind of doing this, I'm a bit like, how could you end up like that? But it's very easy. <laughs> mm. Like it's really easy. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it is that out. It is that kind of. I, I feel like a lot of people do like choice being taken away from them. Yeah. And again, that family unit, that kind of whole, that whole thing, you know of of being like you know you're part of something you're you're gonna be i suppose something part of that unit that you've never kind of had before it's just it seems like oh yeah that's grand and again if you're someone who's like willing to like look how many people have died for religion it's not really that different it's not i've always said i think cataclysm is a cult but it's not as extreme obviously i think what does define though what does define hmm there you go. Um, mine's a bit. My next one's really grim, and I feel bad because your one was really. All of them are grim. Let's not. They're all but grim. They're cold. This one's just a trigger warning for anyone who's not into um, self mutilation and um, <laughs> uh, crazy shit. This might not be the one for you. Okay. Um, so just that's just a trigger warning there for you all, guys. So my next cult is the Anthill Kids. Okay. Have you heard of these? No. Again, starts out kind of fine, you know? Uh, your man's name was uh, Roch, or O-C-H, Roach, Roch, I would say Roch. Uh, French name, Theriot, 
was a man with a mission to save himself and his followers from the coming apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, obviously. So basically, he started teaching himself the Old Testament and he was convinced that there was a war that was going to come between good and evil, as we all do, and that's going to bring about the end of the world. They're obsessed with the end of the world. Like. I'm obsessed. Um, so he converted himself to the Seventh Day Adventist Church um, and then lived by their rules, which was rules, sorry, which was no tobacco, tobacco, no unhealthy foods, no alcohol, no drugs. So again, starts off fairly clean living. Yeah, that's fine, you know. Mm. Um, he kind of he, he basically he went on that kind of mission. He was organizing semin- seminars and he convinced an entire group of people to quit their jobs and form his religious following. And he called him the Anthill Kids because they were ant-like with their hard work. Oh, God. Um, And then he wanted to be called Moses. Okay. So, delusions of grandeur are there. So, they formed a commune that was free of sin and stood for equality and unity. Again, like, all starts off well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then it kind of, like... at that point, then, the that church that he had joined, the um, Adventists, kicked them out because their behaviour got quite strange. So he then forbid the followers that stayed with them, the Antill kids, uh, to uh, forbade them to contact their families. Um, and then he developed a drinking problem. Oh, which <laughs> clearly goes against the rules. Flippity flopped. Yeah, right there. Yeah. It's like your man, it was like, oh, no, the body doesn't go. It's just the con. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's what I meant. That's what I said. <laughs> you didn't listen. Yeah. Um, so the rules for the followers kind of became, like, it, it is really sad. Essentially, your man just kind of went a bit more and more and more crazy until, like, people were dying. Um, so rules before, before the followers became stricter and stricter, up until the point where the members were restricted from speaking to each other without him present. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Um, they made their living by selling baked goods. What? So maybe a few donuts there, huh? Yeah. Any sourdough gone? Any, have you heard of sourdough donuts? I feel like it's gone a bit far, but you might know about it. Um, he started spying on his followers, the people that he felt like weren't as devoted as he would would, would like, I suppose. Um, and then he would punish them. Okay. And this is kind of, it started with like hitting them with a belt or hitting them with a hammer, which is, I think, quite extreme, uh, but it gets worse. Yeah. Um, but then he like got it got worse. So like he suspended some of them from the ceiling. He'd pluck each and every hair off their body individually. Fuck. Yeah. Um, or he'd urinate on them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the well-being side of it kind of like went somewhere else. But he became more and more convinced of his godly delusions. Um, and then he decided that the world was definitely ending in 1979. Right, which didn't so, happen. Which it didn't, Jen, it didn't happen. It, it didn't, didn't happen. It's 2021. Um, it didn't happen, man. Uh, so he drove the commune into the Canadian wilderness and convinced for some reason that um, God himself would not actually destroy that part. I don't know. Okay. Was there. So 1979 came and went. The world didn't end. <laughs> yeah. So he explained this away by saying, our world and God's world run on different time zones. How do you like that? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, okay. That didn't stop his followers, though. They were still very much into him. What? Did I not? No, it didn't. I don't, this is what I don't understand. Like, it's like this unwavering. It's like, I didn't mean that. I didn't forget that. It's not what's happening. Something else is happening instead. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So uh, he ended up having 26 kids. So back on the sex buzz. Okay. Yeah. Um, sexually abused his children and uh, welfare actually ended up taking them away. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of got worse and worse and worse. Um, and it got to a point where he would just lash out on his followers at any point for anything. And then it kind of got just a little bit more serious. So like he had obviously he had his practices of punishment um he'd force some of the members to break their own legs with sledgehammers god shoot each other in the shoulders which is a bit weird i suppose not to kill them but just to immobilize them yeah yeah um eating their own feces not nice yeah it made them eat insects rats fuck he'd nail children to a tree and force other children to throw rocks at them he'd also uh burn his followers which was a big thing Oh, fuck. He'd make them burn themselves, though, you know. Right. So they'd have to go and sit on the stove. Jesus. Yeah. So it kind of, this was, okay, this is really, again, trigger warning, this is really graphic and really intense, but um, it kind of, this this became, this was kind of like the start of the end, if you get me. Mm. So one of his followers complained, it was a woman, she had a stomach pain. He forced her to undress, laid her on a kitchen table, punched her in the stomach, performed an anema by shoving a tube up her rectum filled with olive oil. <gasps> he then cut her stomach open, ripped out parts of her intestines with his bare hands, and he forced another member to stitch her back up. Then he shoved a tube down her throat and made other women blow air into it. Unsurprisingly, the woman died the next day. Jesus Christ. But then he decided that he had powers of resurrection. Oh, God. So he drilled a hole into her skull and then he had all of the male members of the cult ejaculate into it. Oh, for fuck's sake. What happened to this fella? Did he... What year was this? Uh, 80s now. We're in the 80s. 79 apocalypse didn't happen. So we're in the 80s at this point. So not that long ago. Jesus Christ. Please tell me this fucker, like, is locked up or dead. Um, it's not about, like, (sighs) wait. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Um, so he also killed two of his, sorry, he had a a wedding to four women at one point. I mean, he had many wives. Um, he murdered two of his kids. Uh, one was a failed circumcision. They love a bit of circumcision. Yeah. And then the other, he just left in, in the middle of a blizzard and they died of hypothermia. Jesus. Yeah. So it all came to an end when one of the women, she kept, like, she kept going back. So she had, all this shit had happened to her, like, mad shit had happened to her. Cut off her fingers, uh, nailed her hand to a table. Uh, when she, this was the first time that she escaped when she came back. She couldn't live without the cult, she said, and then she went back. So then he cut off her fingers, nailed her hand to a table, amputated her entire arm with a hunting knife. Oh, God. Um... Then she didn't leave again. She He eventually amputated parts of her breasts and smashed her head in with an axe. Um, and then she eventually survived and fleed and called the authorities. As you would, like. Mm-hmm. So uh, 1989 was when they were actually finally free. Um, and your man was given, a, Moses was given a life sentence. One that he didn't complete. Oh my God, what? Mm-hmm. Because in 2011, uh, his cellmate handed the guards a knife and said, that piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. Oh, okay. So he's dead. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
by a cellmate. So I, I wonder what I'd actually like to find out what happened to a cellmate. Yeah. Well, we ask him. We get him on the pod. We get him on the pod. Any chance you want to give me a little tidbit? No. no. He might be listening. We might be in with a bit of luck. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. So, weirdest part is that even after everything that he had done wrong, his sane followers remained loyal and slaved away to comply with his every whim. It's kind of like um, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Did you ever see that on Netflix? No. It was like, it was, it's more of a sitcom thing, but it was about uh, a chap that, no, it was like, it was satirical and it was like, there was comedy in it, obviously, but it was a fella who, uh, it was like an underground bunker and he had all these people and Kimmy Schmidt is a very, uh, what would you call her? Uh, I don't know, like, just stupid. Do you know what I mean? Real vulnerable kind of like, you know, uh, fucking what's her name? Is she your one from Bridesmaids? The no, is she in Bridesmaids? The ginger one. She's in the, the office ginger. as well. Is that her? She, yeah, that's her, Erin. Yeah, in the office. Yeah, Erin. Yeah. Um, it was her. Yeah, but she's just a real kind of like, hi, how are you? I'll do anything that you ask me to. That kind of thing. Same but, character that she plays in in, in everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's an underground bunker, and it's like the apocalypse and. They kept down there for years, and then they come out. And but obviously, they still have this kind of. It's like the Stockholm syndrome when they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they they can't really do much without the the fucking organization that ruined yeah. them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I have another one. Right, I think we're only going to get through two each, and this two is because each. it's actually mm-hmm. taken so long. Um, but my other one is the movement for the res- restoration of the Ten Commandments. Right. Ever heard of this? I, can I do... I have a question before what? we start. The Ten Commandments, we still live by them now. Wait. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry um, Jen, I'm so sorry. So this was in Uganda, okay? Um, and this one was... It was founded by Credonia... Oh, I'm so bad at um, pronouncing African names, but I'm going to try my best. Credonia... Morinde and Joseph Kibwitiri right so it was after the ruling of Idi Amin and the AIDS pandemic and the Ugandan bushfire wreaked havoc across the country and the Catholic church itself was surrounded by scandal so Catholics were just getting a bit pissed off with how things were going so after both founders claimed to have seen the Virgin Mary they decided to form the movement as a protest to the church itself just say, like basically saying, you're doing a shit job, so oh. we're going to live by the Ten Commandments the right way. And this is what our movement is called. Right. So, so even former priests died, like, you know, and it was it was after giving it a bit of notoriety because you had priests leaving their own churches to join this movement. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. just believed in it more. So their beliefs were to basically follow the Ten Commandments, but as strictly as possible. So, like, to actually follow them. So much so that even sometimes they wouldn't even speak out of fear of breaking the thou shalt not spare false witness against thy neighbour. So, like, so they just use sign language just so that they wouldn't break that one. Um, and then there was only, like, I, I could never. Only one meal was permitted on Mondays and Fridays. So... I have a sub question. What would your meal be? Go on. Fuck. Uh, you get two. So you get Monday and you get Friday. So just yeah. think that in your head, right? Also, a bit weird they don't break it up a bit more now. I know. It's like you get 
too much food at the weekend. Yeah. And not enough yeah. food during the week. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You'd be, oh, you'd be starving by the Wouldn't time you get to Friday or you'd be Hank Marvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Friday to Monday actually wouldn't be that bad. Switch to a Tuesday. Yeah, just, like, push it out a little bit. Just give yourselves a bit, just a bit of break, like, a bit of breathing, I suppose. Yeah. Right, what would yours be? I can't think about, like, I don't know. You're in Uganda. You can't really just order a Chinese, can you? No, I suppose you're right. You can't. I think I do. I think I do meat options both yeah, times. Yeah, just for, sure. for sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do like a steak on a Friday treat, rare treat, you know? Yeah. It's the weekend. Yeah. So I think I do like a steak, uh, potato kind of, you know, thing going on, make my own mush- mushrooms. You'd have mushrooms. So I do like a mushroom sauce kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, With a big juicy cut of steak now. Um, and a few potatoes, you know, not too many, but just a few, a few, bit of few taters. Bit of it, if they had it, if they had it yeah. going, Jen, I wouldn't say no, just fill it up, you know. They call it speed in Slimming World, so fill it full of speed. Uh, now, the only thing, uh, that's your Friday meal. That's my Friday, yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to eat meat on a Friday. Well, if then that's my Monday meal, I'll switch it around, it's okay, fine. Okay, that's Monday. What's your other yeah. one then? Um, I think, I think it would have to be a chicken dish. Chicken and rice. Um, I tell you what, when I was in Costa Rica, um, they, <laughs> they have these things called uh, sodas. And it's like a chicken, rice kind of bean situation. But mm. you'd be, you're after hiking for the whole fucking day, doing all your activities, you'd be starving. And it was actually really filling. Okay. Because yeah. it was like loads of beans, loads of rice, loads of chicken, kind of anything else going on there. A little bit of hot sauce. They'd have hot sauce in Uganda, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, chill. I think I I go for a hearty one of a Monday, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. stew or something. Oh, a lovely stew. I'm not a big wet meat liker. <laughs> no, yeah, I just feel like it's it sets you up for the week, cause, you know, because you can't eat until Friday then. Mm. And then Friday, I think I might go for like a pasta dish, some sort of really? sauce. Yeah, filling, but not too filling. So you'd be starving again by the Monday, you know. Don't want to be stuffed yeah. all weekend. <laughs> I just feel pasta would burn off too quickly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Let and us know like, your cult meals, everyone. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, and then, so you only eat once a day, like Mondays and Fridays, and sex was forbidden. So, they, ag- what is that about? Again, not another clean one. No sex is going on. There's no... Uh, we'll see how... Then it ends up, there is loads of sex, isn't there? At some point, there is. Well, see, not in this one, but, like, I mean, that didn't really strike out slavery, if you get me. We'll okay. see how we get on. All right, so sex was forbidden. So was soap. Soap was forbidden, so they were smelly. That's, that's, that's cool, you know? isn't it? You wouldn't really want to have sex with somebody who didn't use soap anyway, so that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. They, so what they believed in, right, so the founders had spoken to the Virgin Mary... And she was after telling them when the apocalypse, again, the apoc- again with the apocalypse, when that was going to happen. And it was going to be on 2K. 2K, what, what was it? The two, Millennium 2K, Y2K? Oh, um, Y2K, what I think. That? Wasn't it? Y2K. I was like, 2,000 yeah. euros, not Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they believed the apocalypse would happen on the 1st of January 2000. And that you would have been... Sorry, you have to have been following all the rules to get to a place in heaven, etc. Like, you know, to, like, 
be in a good place after that happened. Uh, lots of their members sold their assets when they joined, which is where their money would have come from, and with new people joining all the time, because it was quite... Like, it had a lot of notoriety because I had priests and stuff joining it. Um, There was new people joining all the time. It was a thriving community and people were living on, like, banana and pineapple plantations, which they believe is where the slavery kind of thing kind of came around. Like, you know, people were walking on the plantations, a lot of kids were walking on them, that kind of thing. Um, As the community grew, new houses and primary schools were built. So, like, there was an actual community... And they were all living in this, this same place, like it was a new religious community. Um, Credonia, who was the original founder, would often speak to the Virgin Mary through inanimate objects. So, like, she could be in our kitchen and she'd look at the fruit bowl and be like, oh, Was that you, Mary? And oh. she'd speak to Mary often enough about... Oh, know. yeah. Yeah, so um, when the 2nd of January 2000 came around... Uh, like you know uneventful no drama people started asking questions unlike your oh. cult they well, actually like mine asked, we're like that's fine that's fine. yeah no they Don't actually asked questions, questions and they were like can we have our money back can we go back to our life as we used to go back to like where's the money from the house that i sold to join you what's they the, the quiz they oh, wanted the quiz back the for a quid back oh no wouldn't be me yeah they wanted the quid back Um, and funding dramatically decreased very quickly so they panicked and decided that the new apocalypse was going to be on Paddy's Day 2000 in the year 2000 oh okay okay right so uh, on that day they decided so right I'll tell you what happened on that day and then I'll tell you what the crack was on Paddy's Day they decided to throw a party in their church where they drank lots of fizzy drinks and it was like they welcomed the end. Do you know? It was like, they had a load of people. It was like, this is the end. We're going to have a big party. We're all going to heaven. We've been really good. That's grand. Uh, all the windows and doors were blocked, of course. Great, yeah. No, yeah sounds, somebody had yeah, blocked them all up. And they torched the place. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, <sighs> uh, after it was later determined that most people were actually poisoned by the fizzy drinks and strangled anyway. And then it was torched. So there was 924 bodies in total between the church and the... There was more bodies discovered on the sites that were registered to the founders. Uh, so, like, you know, there was, like, other houses, people... The, there was other people dead. There was other people dead. So once the church... Sorry, the church went up on fire and then obviously the police showed up and all this, like, the government were got involved and they were, like, condemning it and trying to do their investigation, basically. And they figured out who owned the, the church and the whole community or whatever. They obviously went to their houses because these people are, quote-unquote, dead. So they went to their houses and they went in and there was loads of dead bodies as well. So they were believed to have been killed like a few days or a few weeks before Paddy's Day. So they basically set the Paddy's Day apocalypse thing up to kill them all because they were after getting cheeky now after, you know, the the world didn't end on the 4th of January. Uh, So it was obviously deemed a mass murder rather than a mass Mm. suicide because there was like there was no need for a suicide if that was going to be the apocalypse. So there was no plan for a suicide. Uh, and it was the belief that the founders died in the fire among the other 924, but now it's believed that they just went missing and that they're currently somewhere in Malawi. They still haven't been uh, caught. And there's a warrant out for their arrest. Right. 
Yeah. So that's fucking terrible. There was like, there was so many kids. That's really fucked. It's so fucked, isn't it? Why didn't we pick nicer ones? I, I don't... Is there a nice cult? Let us know. If you're listening to this episode and you feel compelled to be like, ah, oh, you should have talked about this. This one's a bit of crack. Text us. Let us know. we'll do another. On, you think there's lighthearted ones, yeah, you know? on Instagram, at the unpopular, uh, the unpopular opinion underscore podcast. Text us, let us know. About a nice little lighthearted cult that we could talk about. Yeah. Um, to any of you cult fanatics, uh, very sorry. Myself and Jen have obviously been doing uh, red text-based research. So the pronunciation yes, is not there. Sorry, <laughs> we are aware. Yeah, we are. We are aware. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, sure. Like, we're not uh, grade A researchers, really, are we? No. 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 The Theosaurus uh, moment isn't there. No. We did the whole um, story time thing, though. So that's, I think, enough. I think that's you know that's after that's after wetting the wick there if you yeah will. <laughs> exactly yeah. um and as as we've said if you're mad about cults and if you know of any positive well yeah happier based ones um has, that, has anyone ever attempted to get you into a cult i, I mean an mlm scheme <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and some was actually even <laughs> yeah i was about to say there was actually there was one woman that was actually very funny we, uh, myself and uh, my friend, we were taking a break when we were in Booth. We were on our break, like on our lunch break. And we were in Kay's Cafe, good mm. old B-Town, B-Town Massive. And this lady approached us and she was like, I'm really sorry, I couldn't help but like overhear your conversation. Um, you were talking about like your business. Our business was our counters and Boots. <laughs> she was like, yeah, mm. talked about your businesses. We are like, oh yeah, well, you know. Then sat down with us, which I didn't love. No. No, I don't like that. No. Don't invite yourself over here. That's happened to me. It's happened to me a few times. Um, mostly by men. And I'm like, really, don't sit down. But uh, this woman anyway sat down um, in Kay's Cafe. And the small one now, not the big one. Okay, yeah. You know, the small one. There's around four tables in yeah. that small one. So uh, she sat down and she was just like, yeah, it sounds amazing. I'm actually running this business, blah, blah, blah. Made it sound like she was actually running a fucking business. And... She was like, need to get your numbers. We're looking for business managers all the time, blah, 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 blah. And you know what that kind of, you're like, you're kind of trying to go off each other's vibes. So then my friend was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah take my number. And I was like, yeah, cool, take my number. She would not stop fucking hockey and oh, saying that. Like, God. She's like, can you meet here? Can you meet there? Can you meet at the cinema? Can you meet at Penny's? Where can you meet? I'd like to meet you with you. This is an amazing opportunity. It was a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I fucking hate that, that cell. This is an amazing opportunity for you to work at home. You can do it while you mm. have the kids. Have you have you not got the time to work, but you need extra? In- you need passive income. In passive income? Fuck I'm like, is that passive? No. Come to your fucking pocket. Yeah, exactly. That'd be yeah. fucking annoy me, Trisha. Get in the scene. Never trust anything that asks you to invest your own money in it. That's supposed to be quote unquote work. Exactly. How about that? Yeah. How not, about that? Not a thing. That's a cult. That's exactly what that's that a, is. That's a cult. That's that's a cult. It's a scam. Um, it's a scam. In other news, thanks a million for everybody for tuning in last week. Yeah, sorry I couldn't be here. I double booked myself, gobshite. Yeah, as per usual. I did, uh, as per usual. You do double book a few, you've double booked a few times. Have I? I don't think I've ever not been able to show up. Well, no, you've always been able to show up. We've always always made it work. We've worked it out, haven't we? This is a marriage. I did. Uh, um, I did listen to it though, as I as I produced it. It was a very good episode. Well done, you and Simone. 
Thanks, Mel. So Mel said at one point, at one point, Jen did try and hop in, um, but yeah. it kicked me out. <laughs> she said she was on a, she was like on a roll, and she turned around. She was like, "Oh, there's Jen." <laughs> she was yeah, like, and it's what she was sound, Yeah, what she was saying sounded really interesting. So I was fucking raging that I interrupted because obviously that part of the conversation didn't go as organically as it could have been. <laughs> and I think a few points were missed, which I was raging about. Sorry about that, but you know, she was very informative. She's great. She's so good. She's really good. Um, and good to know everybody's gone and bought their Honeymoon Glow and they're broke now. The amount of people that yeah. have been like, thanks, I'm broke. I want to get that. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that just sounds like something I want to buy. Everything that Simone mentioned sounds like something that No, I you mentioned buy. the Honeymoon Glow. Oh, no, the Honeymoon Glow was me, but everything that Simone mentioned, like, I've been researching that bloody 150 euro serum all fucking week. Have you? And I'm about to buy it. Somebody needs to stop me. <laughs> I've been trying my best to read my face cream to see how much of a percentage of retinol is in it, and I still can't find it. So, that's, well, that's kept me busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing with my skincare yeah. this week um, but thanks a billion for all of the feedback just wanted to make something that was really accessible and it's something that me and Jen are going to look um, into doing a bit more where we have somebody like an actual expert unlike me and Jen being like you know skincare the creams yeah. um, come on and uh, teach us something new and wacky so if you have any suggestions for something that you'd like that's a bit more in depth or a bit more kind of singular subject because I mean skincare did seem like a bit of a random one but then it worked out beautifully Hmm. do let us know yeah we're gonna call it T.U.O. Learns Learns <laughs> we were delighted with that little title we were delighted Jen was Jen was chuffed with that I, I even sent it a little husky guess the, the. yeah the, oh. <laughs> what do you think see what I did there <laughs> yeah. see what I fucking did there did you fucking guys see that I was delighted um but yeah, thanks a million for all of the support on that. And thanks a million for all of the support on the podcast. We are, we're just loving you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, and we will talk to you next week. We love you. Bye. Bye.